This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Welcome to Dental All-Stars. I'm Eric Vickery, President of Coaching at All-Star Dental Academy. And I'm very excited to interview our guest today, a longtime friend of mine. As, as I've always known her as a hygienist and now as a hygiene coach, that is Lynn Dowse-Voiced. And I'm so excited to have you. We've been talking and planning and talking and planning for, it seems like a long time now. And I want you guys to know, we're going to talk to her about what it takes to create a successful hygiene department today. She's truly an amazing coach. I'll give you some background on her. She's uh, obviously been a hygienist for a lot of years. You, 40 years, you were a hygienist, exactly from, what do you say, 1982 to 22. 1982 to 2022, up in Alaska, where I, I met her. And she's retired to Las Vegas. Her and her husband reside there with her family. And I gobbled her up as a coach. And she does an amazing job with clients and helping them really understand not only how to grow your hygiene department from a patient volume standpoint, but also from a healthy quality periodontal percentage standpoint. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about that, but she's she has her MBA in health service administration. She knows her stuff. She's written a hygiene manual. It is it is beautiful. I love it. It's It's just everything I'm not. And so welcome, <laughs> Lynn. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much for having me over, Eric. Oh, Glad absolutely. To be here. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so let's jump right in. Let's get everybody going on hygiene. So you and I look at KPI numbers. We see numbers that's going on with clients. You know what we're looking for. What would you say prevents the hygiene department from truly thriving as a department? Well, it's all about mindset. Uh, uh, and I'll say that um, some dental practices and some doctors still think that Hygiene is a loss leader. But I'm here to tell you from experience that if you give your hygienists the tools and the skills that they, they need, they will thrive. And, and your hygiene department can become a backbone to your practice because it is also a touch, uh, touch uh, place with you and the patient. So you can give your patient uh, proper care and they also become loyal to you. So, so really... If, if you saw, uh, make sure I understand you. So what you're saying is if you have a dentist as a perspective of, hey, I, I just get the patients in hygiene and do, do what we can with them, all of that. And it's a loss leader just to try to get them into dentistry. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is maybe that's maybe you're doing it wrong and you have a different mindset on it to say, why not make it a profit center or a quality center? Is that Correct. Right? Okay. Correct. Correct. Because, you know, when you do an exam, you focus more on restoration versus focusing on the patient's Perio, right? Yeah, yeah. So you do check all the grooves and margins and nooks and crannies around your teeth. But are we probing? Are we neglecting to probe our patients? Mm -hmm. And are we doing more bloody profies? Yeah. And is super that profi. what we yeah, and that, is that what we want to have our patients experience? So let's talk about that. The the super mm -hmm. profi, the bloody profi, you know, it's been a long time patient, whatever it is. What what do you think the causes are when it comes to underdiagnosing or the undertreatment planning of periodontal disease in a hygiene department to begin with? Okay, so let me start with um, everybody knows. I mean, I hope everybody knows that periodontal disease is associated with some of the systemic diseases. Yeah. For instance, right, uh, heart disease, stroke, 
diabetes, respiratory disease, to name a few. Okay. So it is also important to look at that in the context of getting our patients healthy. And according to the ADA, 47% of all adults, American adults have perio. And by the time they're 65, it goes up to 70%. So in your hygiene practice, if you're having uh, less than 30% of perio in your practice, Mm -hmm. that you, you want to take immediate action. Pay attention to that because that is a driving uh, driver of your um, profitability in your practice. In in which case, then you would think, oh, well, this is not a profit center. It's not a productive thing. It it is just a loss leader. So I want to go back through that. So when we look at KPIs, Hmm? we look at that yearly summary tab. We look at the hygiene department and production looks great, uh, you know. Hygiene, you know, has this many hours, this many patients. There's some open time. And then we have that column that says perio percentage. Now we might see numbers. Uh, we see single digit numbers in there, mm-hmm. meaning meaning if they saw 100 patients a month, less than 10 of them were engaged in either a uh, uh, 4341 or a 4910. Those are the two perio that we're procedures. Now. Perio yes. procedures. Okay, less than less than 10 of them were. So so nine percent or less. When you see that, what you're saying is. Hey, how's that possible if literally 47% of all adults have perio? Correct. That right. means they're under-diagnosing okay. the perio. Okay. Now, what if, okay, I'm going to throw another statistic at you. I told mm-hmm. you I was going to throw you some curveballs, okay? We know that half the people don't go to the dentist, probably the unhealthy half. So what if their excuse from the dental office is, well, just all of our patients are healthy. We're, we're doing that. And they're healthy. Is that... Is that something you believe you buy into, or do you think there's something missing there? And here's the deal. Another reason why offices are missing, missing the barrier percentage is because of assumptions. We are assuming that when you have young patients, mm. presumably healthy patients, they may not have perio. So we you know, just let them be. You know, they'll, they'll be fine. But unless you use your probe, you cannot verify. So what I do is every patient that I see gets probing 100% of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the only way you know how much percentage is in your So the follow-up question to the client who says, oh, no, all my patients are healthy is, okay, as long as they're healthy or not, doesn't matter. Either way, let me ask you this. Does every single adult hygiene patient have a full periodontal evaluation. Now, is that six pocket depths and six bleeding sites and recession? Full mouth periodontal evaluation. Yeah. That's so crazy. what I hear from clients is, oh, we do a spot probe. See, Tell the, what's the difference in that? Tell us why that's okay. a problem. The difference be- between the spot probing and a full evaluation is because your patient's health change. Their, their microbiota in the mouth change mm. and their response to the infection change. So you don't know from time to time, from three months to six months, what's the change that happened in the mouth. So unless you probe all the teeth, you would not. You wouldn't be able to see it all. So most, most hygienists, I'm assuming, not a hygienist here, not a, not a dentist, I'm yeah. assuming most hygienists probe the, the, mm-hmm. the back teeth. Yeah. There are certain areas that the hygienists probe, but I can tell you this. I have seen patients who've had perfect probing 
one one appointment, the next appointment, five millimeters mm. and, and then up. And and so we cannot really tell. The only way we can is by using your probe. So what do you say to offices are like, oh well, we don't have time and hygiene, so we do that once a year instead of every six months. And, and it's about time management. Yeah. Okay. You can do that and you can make sure that, it, you know, when, see, when you do probing on a regular basis, you get good at it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and if you have your, if you have a technology that you can dictate to, oh, like, um, yeah, the dictation device, then, then that will make it easy. And if you have somebody who is there to help you probe and, and record for you, that yeah. is also going to be, you know, it's have also, to. Yeah, have to. It, it, it's also about arranging your operatory so that you're able to do it. For instance, you know how far is your how far is your computer from you? Mm. I've had offices I, that's uh, computers on the other side of the chair, but you know if it's closer to you, if you make it happen, then that can be that can be done. There's no excuses under under this <laughs> under the sun that yeah. you can't do that. And here here's what I would say to those listening: if all of the clients that we've helped do this in the past do it. Why can't you? They're not spending an hour and a half. They're not spending an hour and 20. They're spending an hour doing a high quality hygiene visit with a, with a full mouth periodontal evaluation at every single appointment. And what I notice, tell me if I'm right here. What I notice is even the healthy patients start to recognize that it's, quote, not just a cleaning anymore. Okay. They they sit down and, and they know their numbers and they're paying attention. Is, yeah. is that is that a yes yes? Thank you. That creates value for the patient, especially when they hear. Uh, and and I have patients who repeat to me what they had before, like, oh, that was a three last time. Like, what's going on? Like, okay, that's a source of of a conversation, right? Um, and and at, at the same time, you know, when you create value, you also change other things in your office. Like when you have uh, patients valuing their appointments. You're not going to have people canceling and no, not showing up for your hygiene. And by the way, it's good point. Just a cleaning. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> you know, are you seeing a, when you go have your teeth, your, your cleaning? Okay. Are you yeah. seeing a cleaning lady yes. or are you seeing a hygienist? So you yes. have your hygiene appointment. Love it. Totally just, agree. <laughs> that, that just in, make sure I active listening here. So when the mm-hmm. perio percentage goes up, because we're doing the full, perioval, we're seeing cancellations go down. We're mm-hmm. seeing increased value and urgency in that appointment, even for the healthy patients. Correct. Okay. And right. Exactly. Exactly. And guess what, Eric? There's another thing that it does affect the, the perio percentage effect. It does affect your production mm. per patient because you're producing yeah. uh, a more valuable uh, uh, code for the, for the perio. And not only that, if you can control your open times, you will have a better production per hour. Okay. Can you see? Yeah. yeah. So that all is affected. And in the end, what does that affect? Is their profitability. Absolutely. That's- Absolutely. So what is the target for production? I don't, I don't care where you live. What's the target for production per patient? And then we'll talk about production per hour. But what's the target for production per patient, would you say? I would say about 200 Okay. All right. And I'll give a soft range of 175 to 225. Yeah. Well, so it depends on where you are. Cause you know, I'm that's a geographic thing. Yeah. In Alaska, yeah, exactly. 225. I know mm-hmm. you have a client there. Uh, I, I, I'm thinking maybe like Oklahoma or Arkansas or maybe uh, Southwest Texas area. Mm-hmm. You may see a 
hey, we're struggling to get to that 175, but it's still mm-hmm. doable. We see it all the time. Now that's one, we'll call it 200. We'll say average 200 per patient. And what would you say we got to shoot for for our production per hour then? I would say 100, 275. Yeah. So you, it needs to match, right? right. It, it needs to match. If you're seeing one patient an hour, if, if you're going to go for 200, then 200. If you're going to go 175, it's going to be 175. Very rarely is the hourly production going to be higher than the mm-hmm. production for patient mm-hmm. hygiene because the cancellation will obviously decrease your production per hour. All so right. let's say we go 200 per hour, one se- I'm sorry, 200 per patient, 175 per hour because you know, we're still fighting against cancellations. When you put mm-hmm. the system in place, you see that 175 per hour get to the Go 200. Neat. Yes. Okay. Got it. So how do we do that? How do we increase that level of hygiene, that patient care, that profitability? What are some, give us some how to's. Sure. Sure. Okay. The, the, the biggest thing I think is that you have to have a system where constant, you will be able to diagnose and treat perio consistently. And when you do that, your production per hour, of course, rises up. Uh, you, when you implement that system, not only will you have that perio production, but also the succeeding appointments that that patient will 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 get. Mm. Um, so more, they're more frequently more coming frequent, in correct. for a higher productive amount. I get what you're saying. Yeah, correct. All right, I'll improve it. I'm keeping good notes so, here. I hope everybody's taking good <laughs> notes. Okay, and, and so. Yeah, so when and other things that you can do is your hygienist is not only trained to scale and polish, right? Mm-hmm. They're also trained, depends on the state's um, statutes and your uh, hygiene uh, scope of practice. They can also do other things. Um, during the hygiene appointment, of course, you can do fluoride and, and irrigation and lasers, stuff like that. But they're also trained to do sealants. Some of them are able to do sealants and I've had uh, patients come in for aptus ulcer treatment. You know, that's an adjunct. You can do chair side whitening uh, to increase the, you know, your, your per hour. You can, you can do that and, and not just, doesn't take very long to mm. do. And at the same time, you know, you're producing. And yeah, yeah so it just utilize your hygienist to the max because they can. Mm. Not, and then, you know, as a doctor, if you're busy, delegate to your hygienist. I mean, I've been asked to anesthetize patients all the time, mm. and that will give you time to prep oh, the patient while you're doing good. somebody, yeah, somebody else. So More you're efficient. delegating exactly. And some states, some states uh, are the hygienists are given um, restoration endorsements, and I don't see a lot of dentists utilizing hygienists like that. But there is that they prep the teeth, and then hygienists can take care of the. The yeah, restoration. Like an if expanded function dental correct, assistant to correct. Yeah. Just I got you. Use them. Just use them. And then another thing that I I've done in my office that I don't see very often is referrals. Well, Eric, I'm not just talking about referrals from outside from marketing or referrals from within mm. your patient. I'm talking about referrals from other healthcare professionals. For instance, I was talking to a cardiologist and he tells me. You know, Lynn, I, I would wish to partner with dentists so that they can help me reduce infection in a patient's mouth because that's so essential in, in, in my practice to help the patient get better. Because, you know, of course, the relationship between heart disease and perio, the infection, they're all related. 
that. And you also have your oncologist. I have an oncologist patient who refers consistently to us, those patients who did not have a dental home, who can benefit from getting their mouth infection cleared before they get oncology. Uh, Their whole body. Treatments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's another resource you can do. Love it. Another thing, uh, sometimes we forget this. We, we send information to take home with patients when we do um, home care instruction. Instead of the patient buying products from the pharmacy, whatever, why don't you just have it available for them? Ready to purchase go. in your office. Yeah. yeah, you can do even sonic brushes, even sonic mm-hmm. tips, rinses, fluorides, whitening gels, and so on. You know, I'm not a guru at much of what we're talking about today. And one of those things I learned from a client, uh, she's in North Carolina. She has a, I don't even know, what, it's an Amazon store. And so she doesn't even keep the product on hand at all. She just has a storefront digitally. The ah, patient yeah. buys on it's her hard. Amazon site, and it ships directly <laughs> to them. They just have some samples there and say, here, click here and order it. And they get a small profit on it like you would have. And now I don't have to have worry about shelf life. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So That's awesome. I That's love out that of idea. the box thinking. <laughs> I love that idea. So I stole that one for sure. All right. Now, I'll throw some uh, other ideas out there in a minute. But mm-hmm. I, I will say this. When you talk about referrals, you know, and, and the hygiene department being a backbone of the practice, I will say this. Patients come to see their hygienist. When they come to the practice, they are excited to see their hygienist. They want to connect with them. They, they have the relationship with them. They are so important to this, which is a double-edged sword. Because as the hygienist, if you're listening to this, you're, you've been seeing you know Betty, your friend, forever, right? She's your friend. She comes in and sees you. And she hits that 45 to 50-year-old range. And she's been coming every six months. And everything's you know always been great, and then all of a sudden you start doing that spot probe, and you start noticing some things, and it's and because she's your friend, you have this good relationship with her. You're hesitant to then share with her what you're diagnosing, and you just go in and do that super profi. And I and I and I know this is a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, we we yeah, see it yeah. often. We see <laughs> it often, and I don't blame anybody for that. I totally would put myself in that and, and, and sympathize and say, I get where, where you're at with that. How do you, as a long-standing hygienist, have these long-standing patients that you really care about, how do you tell them bad news? Um, okay. First of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the friend, friend situation because they, I already have their believability, likability, mm-hmm. and trust. That's yeah. all taken care of. The only thing I have to deal with is how to present to them that they can understand in their own context. I, you know, if I've been seeing them for that long, I can relate to what's important with them mm-hmm. over the course of the time, what's important to you. And now I'm seeing this condition that you have that that's not matching. That's the key word I want everybody to hear is the condition here. Don't focus on selling, scaling, and root planning. Focus on the diagnosis and, and how you diagnose is by actually doing the probing and calling the numbers out. So right. you're actually, you're telling a computer or you're telling your assistant that there's infection, that there's, there's bleeding and there's all these things going on. Uh-huh. And the patient, your friend just happens to be hearing it, right? Correct. Correct. So, yeah. Focusing it's, it's, on that condition. Correct. And since you're your friend, they will likely to go for it because they believe you, they trust you already. Hmm. And I tell you, 
I have not had many patients say no unless it's a it's a, a it's a condition that they can't do anything about. Sure, uh, there's not much objection out there because they already know the value. We've already trained them with the value of this hygiene appointment That's right. through the years, That's and right. we know that hey, you cannot always have a healthy gut. You know, one of these days something will. Yeah, I mean, as we age, everything. <laughs> Different things are falling apart. You're getting high blood pressure, arthritis, diabetes, heart yes. disease. Uh, just, just your body can't keep up, and the gums are a part of that, right? Exactly, exactly. I had a patient who had been seeing me for a very long time, and all of a sudden, I go, what is going on in your mouth? Oh, well, apparently, she has hit that time of the you know, life, life cycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, okay, well, duh. Now, that's how we found out. We're so all he's getting just older. taking hormones and stuff. Yes. Okay. Got it. Well, the body, all of it's connected. <laughs> so how I got some ideas here. So I'm going to see okay. if we're in, in, in line with this next question I have for you. So how does hygiene coaching help this situation? Okay. So um, what we do help the hygienists is to give them the verbal skills. Mm-hmm. Again, it is so important to be able to explain to your patient the connection of the systemic and their systemic condition and their oral condition. Mm. And then we give you some the protocols to use in order to um, put that in practice consistently mm-hmm. so that your patient, ex- you know what to expect. And your hygienist, if you have several hygienists, you want them calibrated in learning how to, to go over this protocol. So important. I mean, it, Consistency. Yeah, same patient gets the same exact numbers no matter what hygienist they're seeing or even the doctor. Everybody's calibrated at the same number because right. I, I've seen a Perio Pro before. I don't know who invented it, but it is left with a lot of free range on there. There's a couple lines and you're supposed to know what those exactly. mean. And can I see the line? Can I not see the line? Is it bleeding? Is it not bleeding? All of that yeah. needs to be calibrated. Oh, right. so, I'm so glad yes. you said that. And, yeah. And yeah, we all look at the probe differently, don't we? And then different school. If you go to a different school, we look at it differently. So we do have the calibration even with the doctor. Uh, but we have the protocol. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna know what to say. Everybody says the same thing. Yeah. Another thing we do is uh, it's important to learn how to do case presentation, right? Yeah. Not just just. You know, for hygiene, it's important because, um, like you're saying, it's it's a fear of rejection, right? You don't want to say something to your patient and be rejected for what you said. Yeah, right? fear is and, a key word there, yeah. Oh, you bet. And then this is also important that your hygiene is what I'm talking about, uh, being a, a, a loss leader. Your hygiene can be the driver for your doctor's procedures. In the dent in, in the doctor's side, because the diagnosis that you make in hygiene can make the production for the doctor's side. Absolutely. What do you say the percentage of cases yeah. that come from hygiene? Yeah, we were talking about this, huh? Yeah. yeah I remember. Yeah. So, it, you know, it really depends on the practice and how many new patients and the size of the cases they present. If they are presenting really large cases to a lot of new patients, they're turning that over. It could be a much lower percentage coming out of hygiene, but the average dental practice. I would say 45% of their production is coming from new patients, 45% is coming from existing patients, and about 10% could be coming through emergencies. There's a plus or minus there of of 10. So that's about the average. So you're right. If your hygienist has really good verbal skills on case acceptance, 
it's not just about perio. It's you mm-hmm. get too perio focused, you just focus on perio, and then nothing goes to the doctor side, right? Exactly. And then it's important that you and the doctor, the hygienist and the doctor, know the philosophy of care in the office because that is something that you can communicate with your patients effectively. And there, and if you do know, like for instance, oh, this this MOD. Uh, a crown with a three-quarter uh, tooth already involved, that'll be a crown. Well, it's not a no-brainer. No you, can, you can prep your patient to accepting crown, like, oh, this is hard. Um, this is already large. You can expect it. You know, by the time Good. the doctor comes, all he has to do is say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know. I, I get the feeling that your your doctors that you worked for loved walking in to do an <laughs> exam in your room because you just had them set up, didn't you? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's a, that's a skill that can be learned. That can, mm-hmm. So so that's so, a skill we learn. We learn, and we could could impart with you and could teach with coach. That's right. That's right. I'll throw out some some. Hey, how does hygiene coaching help? Simple discussion and finding out simple things like X rays, mm-hmm. panoramic, and fluoride can grow can grow a hygiene a single hygienist anywhere from thirty five to seventy to hundred thousand dollars a year just on those three topics alone. Exactly. So, there's, right. there's, there's easily a $35,000 annual potential in doing hygiene coaching to figure out these things. It, 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 we get, I see you get on a meeting. I get on a meeting <laughs> with a client and we look at that production of patient. We go, it's low. We start oh. asking some questions. We find out we're just not billing the right way to get mm-hmm. things paid yeah. and covered. Yeah. Simple yeah. stuff, right? Simple, simple stuff. See, uh, when we do this system that we're talking about, we, we, we give you the system and coaching. It, 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 we include the the codes that you you yeah. would need to make sure that you're coding properly yeah um yeah and um with, with that late the latest technologies you can add to that and and, and let me give you a really uh, real world world example imagine this if you can diagnose one hygiene patient carrier patient mm-hmm. at what is the average cost of hygiene treatment 1500 yeah, I mean, by I'm the time about Alaska, but what? yeah, by the time let's say let's say let's use average numbers like quadrant of scaling root planning at two fifty. Yeah. At two fifty, so that's a thousand. We'll say a thousand dollars. Plus you add your plus you add your adjunct uh, like lasers, like Laser, rinses, sure. yep. and antibiotics if necessary, and then a six week evaluation, and then the yes. the, the maintenance that could add up to a, you know, a, a, over a hundred thousand dollars. Just one patient. If you have several hygienists. That would yeah. Can you imagine? Are you saying just one patient a day? Is that what you're saying? That one patient a week. One patient a week. Right, oh, right. wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know. So I, I it did adds the up calculation. Quick. Calculation is amazing. And I think no. that's actually pretty pretty conservative for one a I week. I, I mean, you're talking, let's say you, they have two two hygienists. So right. they're seeing, I mean, let's do the maximum. They're seeing, I don't know, 15 a day, 30, 60 patients a week, let's say. Okay. And mm-hmm. two of them. So that's two patients. A week, uh-huh. I would think that you could get ten patients a week. Can you imagine? Yeah, wow. Okay, good to know. So, how does All Stars Hygiene Coaching Program work? How, how do people find out more about this? Okay, well, call. Um, you can email All Stars Dental Academy and talk to Heather about yep. it. And yep. and here's what I want to the the, the uh, listeners and viewers. You know, instead of uh, being a loss leader in hygiene. Mm-hmm. If you are con- if you're concerned about growth, if you're focused on growth, your hygiene can actually your your 
hygiene also a, a, a driver of production yeah. in your office can have hygiene. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of the growth on patient care, profitability, it can be the driver. Yeah. I think it is the driver of the successful practices we look at. That hygiene department is an anchor. It is what the patient comes in for. They trust the hygienist. They're listening and converting. And I think with the right training, the right coaching, the right calibration, and with the right understanding of what's possible, you can turn a hygiene department into that. And if you're listening, look at your hygiene department. For every one day a week a hygienist works, are you at least producing $5,000 a month? That's a simple baseline. If you're not there yet, we should talk. Number two, if you have higher than a 5% open time rate in your hygiene department, we should talk about cancellations with how Perio affects that. Number three, if your production per patient is beneath, I would say if it's below 175, we definitely need to talk. You know, your goal is, is to get it 200 to 225, okay? To, inflation, the cost, the employee wages, everything is playing a role in this. And so we want to make sure we talk with you. So like Lynn said, if you want to learn more about what we're offering and how we can help you with your hygiene department, just email Heather. It's heather at allstardentalacademy.com. And we'll be happy to discuss anything else with you and, and just have a conversation with you. You know, just sit down and do a consult and see what's going on with your practice. So thank you so much, Lynn. I really it's appreciate your It's been a pleasure, Eric. Uh, good conversation. Thank you very much. And for those that are listening, thank you so much for joining us and continuing to take time to invest in yourself. Until next time, go out there and be all-star. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.